you're listening to Forward the Hamlet. It's been an eventful fortnight at the club. The record attendance at the new ground has been shattered. There was a last-minute winner against undefeated Margate and an early exit from the FA Cup. This week's episode features an interview with top scorer Ashley Carew, three travelling Altona fans, the Supporters Trust and the founder of Non-League Day. I'm Jack McEnroy, the second. And I'm Hugo Greenhouch. You can find more episodes on forwardthehamlet.com and on iTunes. So this fortnight, Hugo, has taken quite a clear pattern, hasn't it? It started at the dizzying high of the Margate win, and that was followed by the Hampton and Richmond game. And it was almost the point where they announced the attendance of the match. Immediately, Dulwich conceded the goal, and it's just been downhill from there. I spoke to Ashley Carew after the Worthing defeat. Have you found your first uh, couple of months at Dulwich? Uh, ups and downs at the moment. Um, obviously, we started off well, um, and then I think mainly due to injury, we've kind of fallen off a bit. But uh, you've scored four goals so far this season. Uh, a goal is a big part of your game. Like, is that something you've? Uh, something that I wanted to add on from last year. Um, I've I get a few assists, but obviously goals are more important and something that I was looking to add yeah definitely uh, have you been practising your free kicks? Uh, not as much as I should but yeah um, I've always I've always liked free kicks and set plays so something that I do like yeah so did you know anyone at Dulwich before you came obviously Terrell and Michael from Dover um, Ethan I played it with Ethan and I know his family um other than that, I've played with Lauren as well. But Gav, yeah, I, I know Gav for years, so it was uh, him that got me to come to the club, yeah. What's it like playing under Gavin Rose? It's good. I'm glad that he, he, he wants us playing. Uh, we just got to believe in ourselves more than anything at the moment, and we'll get, we'll get ourselves through this little sticky patch, I'm sure. You came off during the, the Greys game. What happened there? Um, I think it was a strain through playing so many games at the moment. Obviously, last year I didn't really play, um, so I'm just finding my feet again, yeah. So are you just resting yourself today for the Worthing game? No, definitely not. Uh, if I could have played, I would have. Yeah. Um, but hopefully I should be back for Tuesday or possibly Saturday. What was it like watching the game from the sidelines today? Did you, What did you notice? Um... We, we need to be, I know there's young players, but I think we need to be leaders all over the park. Uh, every one of us can, be, can talk and, and help each other out, I think, a bit more. So that definitely I, I noticed from watching today. Are you working with any of the young players in training? Or? Uh, no one in particular, but obviously I'm a new face, so, but the sooner I get ground down and you get the best out of me hopefully I can get the best out of other players okay. and sort of aspirations for the season with Dulwich where do you think we can finish I honestly still believe that we can go up and that was my aim and, uh, and Gav's for the season so providing we can all come together and do our bit I'm sure we can still do uh, and still win the league Margate came into the game at Champion Hill undefeated and um, we'll put to the sword by Dulwich. Tell me about the game, Hugo. Well, obviously everyone was expecting a, a 
tricky game with Margate and they went up 1-0 pretty early in the first half and I think a lot of people were, were fearing the worst they might score a few more but we played really well as a team and uh, early on in the second half Luis Gonzalez got a goal back the pressure was relentless from Dulwich we had quite a few chances on goal and so did Margate to their credit but uh did feel like a goal was coming and Lauren Amici came on in the second half quite late on and robbed the uh, last man of the ball and finished with emphatic style into the bottom corner in the last minute. Yeah, it was like a casual cliver finish, wasn't it? Very much so. We've not seen much of Lauren Amici since though. My friend Dave said that money bags Margate, I don't think they're his words, but they're sort of being called the Man City of non-league, haven't they? He said they brought their own light-up substitutes board. So Dulwich went into the Hampton and Richmond Borough game at Champion Hill, buzzing really. It's non-league day. Huge attendances were predicted, and everyone's estimates were completely smashed. Two thousand eight hundred and fifty-six people there. Rumours of uh, an illegal three thousand three hundred, but uh, who can say? The previous record for the current Champion Hill Stadium was 1,800 against Southport in the first round of the FA Cup in the late 90s. And to get a 1,000 more than that was uh, incredible. It was pay what you like for non-league day, which obviously is a huge part of drawing such a crowd. This got a lot of attention in the press. The Telegraph, I believe, the Tottenham Hotspur website, all kinds of places, Millwall. I heard Crystal Palace fans saying they got a text from the club about Dulwich, pay what you like. It even attracted the founder of Non-League Day. Hi, I'm James Doe. I'm the founder of Non-League Day. Dulwich have always said that they would always throw the kitchen sink at Non-League Day if they ever got a home game, because they've never had one prior to now. And uh, they've you know, lived up to their word, and there's lots going on, and I thought I'd come down. Um, how did Non-League Day come about? When did it come about? OK, it started off in 2010. Um, I was travelling around watching QPR in pre-season. I was uh, down at Tavistock in Devon. And it was obvious what a massive deal it was for the club. They had adverts all over town and financially it was huge for them. And I thought, wow, we were treated really well and the, you know, the, the championship fans were made to feel really at home. And then a few days later I went to see Haraburra, who are my favourite non-league team, and they were doing a fundraiser for um, new floodlight bulbs. And I thought, wow, that's, that struck me, but they must have been really hard up. And at the time it was not long after the financial crisis, so I thought they can't be the only ones. And I just thought, oh, you know, it must be something I can do, but then thought nothing more of it. And then a few days later, I noticed there was an international break coming up. And for the first time, not only were the Premier League and Championship sides not playing, England had been moved to the Friday night. So the way was far more open for us to do something. So I just suddenly thought, oh, I'll launch this as a, an event on Facebook, invite a few friends for a laugh and see what happens, and the rest is history. Oh, wow, it really just started as a Facebook event. <laughs> Uh, and what, what kind of situation are we in now with non-league day? Is everyone involved, every club? Um, well, I don't know about that. I mean, some, some clubs still need to be won over. Um, I mean, from the top end of the scale, the Premier League are really up for it. And the FA have joined the, yesterday. They really came out and supported us. Um, so lots of Premier League sides, lots of Premier League players. So from that end, it's really positive. Which it has, it's been growing gradually over the time. Uh, more and more clubs, of course, are, are really up for it at non-league level, which is the most important thing, because if they're not, then it's not worth doing. Um, and this year, for the first time, we've got our first sister event in Germany and Switzerland, which is in October. So it's starting to get international. 
Is Dulwich's Hey What You Like a unique uh, proposition? No, it's not. Um, it's one, though, however, that we've seen other clubs like Wingate and Finchley try it out a couple of years ago, and amazing success. So my uh, co-volunteer, Mike, who's a, a fan of Wingate, between us, we really try to push clubs to run this promotion because it's universal. It doesn't single out fans of Premier League clubs and, you know, alienate your regulars. So it's, it tends to really bring the fans in, and it's the way we like to go. Our website address is nonleagueday.co.uk. So you were at that Southport game. How did it compare? Much more exciting than the Southport game was the final qualifying round of the FA Cup, which, I, to be honest, I can't remember who it was against, but it ended with a pitch invasion. And obviously pitch invasions are quite commonplace now at Dulwich. You know, you've got people taking fantasy penalties uh, after the game now and then. But I remember I'd come from my friend's wedding and I had like a brand new pair of shoes on and it was muddy and we all just climbed over and just ran up and sort of slapping players on the back. So when it came to the Southport game, it was almost disappointing to draw a team in the first round of the FA Cup that I'd never heard of. But even still, it was super busy. And the only other times I remember it being that busy were in friendlies against uh, Crystal Palace and against the Tottenham eleven, which was part of the Dave McEwen transfer. But the Hampton and Richmond game was something else, really, because in those three games, people were there for the opponents. As much as Southport seemed to be like a bit of a... Not a glamour tie. Obviously, there were some Dulwich fans who had come out of the woodwork to see the first round of the FA Cup, and it was on match of the day, of course. This non-league day felt like a, it felt like part of the trend we've seen of the Dulwich attendance rocketing up, and suddenly you've just seen everyone from the local area coming along. I mean, obviously, it's a big part of that was uh, the fact that it's pay what you like. Uh, how much did you pay, Hugo? Season ticket holder. Ah, oh, look at that. My dad made me pay a tenner. A couple of youngsters walk past me and one of them goes, uh, how much you pay, Jim? And everyone goes, I don't pay. And it was, uh, it reminded me of like a Dexys Midnight Runners opening. It was like, hey, Jim, how much you pay, man? I don't pay. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. What's great as well is that the Dulwich programme will now be updated to reflect a record attendance of an actual Dulwich game rather than a Fisher game at Champion Hill. Uh, for some reason, the programme seems to think that it's a Champion Hill programme uh, and it should be giving out record attendance figures for Kingstonian against Stockton. You know, no one's after that, are they? What's the record Dulwich attendance? Well, now it's 2856 against Hampton and Richmond Borough. And really, I personally, Hugo, would like to see the old stadium record changed from some final to Dulwich against Nunhead. 16,254 plus members, season ticket holders, comps. It was an amateur record. 2856 was my number. Give it to me two times, yeah. Give it to me three times, yeah. Give it to me four times, yeah. Six grand was raised for charity. Homeless soldiers. A further £900 was raised after the game when... Five of the players and four members of staff took part in the Ice Bucket Challenge. You might remember it from uh, July when it was all the rage. You'll find the videos on YouTube, etc. Hugo, you were uh, lucky enough to take part. You know, someone was standing there with Ice Bucket over uh, Kevin James, Junior Caddy, Gavin Rose. And you had some guy you were pouring ice on. Who's that? Yeah, it was a physio. So I I walked over with my bucket and I thought... 
I better get a bit of rapport going. So I tapped him on the shoulder. He looks around and I went, you're probably more used to giving these, aren't you? Limited reaction. He didn't appreciate the banter. Not not quite. Friendly ice bucket banter. <laughs> Liam Hickey was wandering about with a microphone, emceeing, as usual, professional, on the pitch at the end and obviously couldn't resist his uh, trademark. Can those children get off of the ice area immediately? And there was one kid that he was, like, it's just like some two-year-old just running around the grass and he's just, like, repeatedly going, get that child off the pitch. I'm pretty sure it was Terrell Forbes' son. Ben Sibley, Dulwich Hamlet fan, talks about the football that day. What did you think of the game, Ben? I thought it was a slow burner to begin with. I thought Dulwich grew into the game. Again, we went with a false number nine with Kevin James up front. Even though Lauren Hamici scored the winner midweek, he was dropped, so we had Kevin James up front. No goals in the first half. I thought we played well in the second half. And then Kashani uh, Samuels sent off, conceded a penalty. Uh, Hamilton Richmond buried the penalty, went 1 0. Sorry, 1 0. And then uh, Ashley Carew picked his spot from near the edge of the box, curled it into the keeper's top left hand corner. Absolutely amazing finish. And then unfortunately, down to 10 men, conceded a lot of possession. Uh, they managed to equalise. We finished the game strongly, but couldn't go back into it. So a point at home, 10 men for about 20, 25 minutes at the end of the game. We'll take that. What players stood out today? I thought Ashley Carew again. He's, every game he's played since we, he joined in the summer. At first I thought he was a bit of a luxury player, but he's really come in, he's controlled the midfield in a lot of games he's played. He's got a lovely touch, he's got great passes off both feet, really controls the play, and we've, I thought we'd miss that after Erhan left. But uh, Ashley Carew's really filled the role, and uh, he's doing well. I'm really, really pleased with Ashley Carew at the moment. It's good to see Kareem Boyle come on and get another 10 or 15 minutes. He, uh, he made his home debut against Margate on Tuesday night. Played the last five or ten minutes that night and really got involved. Made the defence work. Uh, he came on again today and looked really bright on the left wing. So straight from the academy again, Aspire Academy, doing the work. He looks like another promising one for the future. But again, it's another, another point for Dulwich. Great, great result, really, after going down to ten men. If they'd have sat Koscheny Samuels down on the pitch at the end and poured every ice bucket over his head, it would have been what he deserved, Hugo. He had a really bad game. Has he been since then? He's not quite recaptured the form he was on at the beginning of the season. Following that, Dulwich went to Grey's Athletic and lost 1-0. A really disappointing evening. Probably one of the worst performances I've seen from Dulwich in a while. Uh, Ashley Carew came off in the first half, precautionary, I think. And we just never really looked like scoring. Kevin James started up front again. Amici came on in the second half, really couldn't penetrate them at all. And Greys weren't particularly inspiring either. The highlight of my evening was fish and chips in Upminster. What did you have? Cod? Battered sausage. That's not a fish, is it? <laughs> <laughs> a home tie in the FA Cup against Worthing promised to lift the mood. But the bare bones squad was turned over 3-0. Yeah, this was another disappointing one. A lot of Dulwich fans looking forward to this game as we have quite strong ties with Worthing and we really didn't turn up at all. All credit to Worthing. They played very well. Didn't look like a team who were a division below Dulwich. Again, it was a game we we really had very few chances in. 
bit of a reality check after the bumper crowd at Champion Hill the week before. Still one of the better attendances in this round of the FA Cup, but would have been nice to see a few more of the uh, the big crowd who turned up for the Hampton game returning. It sounds like those that did turn up were massively disappointed. So I think they would have been. Off the pitch, again, there was a lot going on. Dulwich players wore rainbow laces in support of an anti-homophobia campaign, making Dulwich the first non-league club to endorse it. I spoke to Duncan Hart and Robert Malloy Vaughan from the Supporters Trust about the campaign. Hello there. Hello. Uh, so Dulwich were backing the rainbow laces today. Can you tell us a bit more about the campaign? Duncan? Absolutely. Um, so the Dulwich Hamlet Supporters Trust clearly has a um, position on uh, supporting anti-discrimination uh, in football, and particularly at Dulwich Hamlet. So it was a no-brainer really that, uh, that we should support the, the Rainbow Laces campaign uh, across the country. Uh, last year was the first year it happened, last uh, September, and I, uh, 54 I think, clubs uh, in the Football League in England and Scotland supported the campaign. Um, I, I, we are pretty sure, in fact we know last year um, no non-league club backed the campaign, I don't think it was necessarily for um, any particularly negative reasons, but um, the people who organised it didn't ask for non-league, um, and we found out this year that the same was again, that they'd sent races to the Football League and the Premier League and the Scottish Leagues, but hadn't even thought about the non-league setup. Um, and I think everybody will probably have had some experience following Dulwich Hamlet or other non-league clubs where uh, homophobia has um, reared its ugly head. Um, and we want to make sure that um, all gay supporters um, and players feel welcome coming to Dulwich Hamlet. Um, and one way to do that is to uh, back the Rainbow Laces campaign. I mean, clearly this is only one thing we can do to uh, address that. Um, so we got in contact with the organisers, got, some, got the, um, the laces uh, sent over. And we're very pleased that uh, Gavin Rose backed the campaign as well and the Worthing manager. And uh, some of the players today were wearing the laces um, and were available for the supporters. And the, the, the response from our fans was fantastic. We um, soon ran out of the laces we had, completely underestimating how much we need. And we raised a considerable fund, a considerable amount of money as well for um, uh, both the 12th Man and the Gay Supporters Football Network. Uh, which we're going to split the, the, the money we raised from um, the, the laces 50-50 between, between the two organisations. Uh, Robert, what else is the trust doing at the moment? Uh... After the uh, efforts of the um, non-league day, which um, Duncan in particular was particularly majestic with um, other things we have coming on the horizon uh, include an application for funding for a wider anti-discrimination campaign. Well, Robert is definitely going to use his uh, vast um, artistic skills on the merchandise, I believe, uh, with, uh, with, um, with Guy, uh, who you all recognise at the club shop, and uh, we'll have um, some stuff, in, new stuff coming in the shop at, at, at some time uh, later this year. Of course, we have a new Dulwich Hamlet uh, scarf as well, which is uh, available now. And hopefully, the, which is not our doing, but the, the, the club's um, official kit will be available soon, touch wood, uh, which will be available at the Mega Shed as well. Including the Altona style away kit. Indeed, the Altona uh, style away, uh, away shirt, which is, which is brilliant. Uh, good to support our friendship with uh, our friends over in Hamburg. And I think elsewhere on this podcast, you, you may be speaking to them 
uh, later. So that would be good to hear from them because they, they were here today at the, the Worthing game. And in the FA Cup, we won't talk about that game because that was particularly poor, abysmal. Poor choice of game to come over here. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, it's, yeah, it's, it's, going, it's going good from a trust perspective. Um, uh, One thing I'd like to say about um, the Rainbow Laces thing is um, a lot of... Um, People I know, people that are probably involved in sort of queer activism, um, are sort of, in, to an extent, sort of right, rightfully um, snotty about the um, Rainbow Laces. I mean, it's backed by a, by a bookmaker as a sort of dodgy advertising thing. Um, it's a sort of, uh, it's such, it's it's an important, but it's a vague gesture. And like, um, there was a sort of armed police unit posing, and they're sort of neo-Nazi dystopian uniforms with uh, rainbow uh, laces on their on their jackboots for stamping on human faces um, but I think what we need to um, remember is that football is uh, has been allowed to sort of um, wallow in a sort of quite conservative quagmire um, and for, for all its um, limitations um, and sort of wider lack of radicalism the rainbow laces campaign is a progressive thing in football and um to to do anything to improve um to, to move away to move football away from this sort of heteronormative uh stance is incredibly important another club dulwich hamlet have strong ties with is altona 93 in hamburg in germany they were founded in 1893 the same year as dulwich and Dulwich Hamlet's new away kit is modelled on the Altona kit. Three of their fans were over visiting last week and Hugo had a chat with them. Guys, do you want to introduce yourselves? Yes. I'm Daniel. Yeah, I'm Mark. <laughs> and um, they came over today for the FA Cup game against Worthing. Sorry about performance. What, what did you think of the, the, the game today? It was, I'm sorry, shit. <laughs> Yeah, it was quite bad. Um, reminds us to our first uh, cup game where we were kicked out already. So yeah. So it was nearly the same. <laughs> but, yes. w- but what? It was not that score. <laughs> we were a bit luckier. But anyway, we were kicked out, and uh, maybe next season, hopefully. Can you tell us a bit about the origins of the uh, relationship with? Yeah, it started all with Michi when he came over, I think two or three years ago, and he got in contact with uh, Jan, and then uh, Jan visited yours, um, I think, several, several times, and yeah, last year we came over with uh, 50 guys, it was a special weekend, we didn't expect that uh, things... Uh, can go further like this, so it's it's still growing the the um, yeah the friendship and uh, this is uh, this summer and autumn is uh, must be a crazy time because uh, there are so many guys of us who are traveling along uh, coming over for your for your place. And How many times have you been to Dulwich before? So it's my second time right now. A friend of mine, he's a Worthing supporter, so we had to see this match. So, how is Altona's season going in Germany? Yeah, it's quite difficult because, yeah, as I've said already, um, we were kicked out at the first round of the 
cup competition and uh, concerning to the season before uh, the hope from all of us was uh, quite big to get to the finals because last season we were kicked out at the semi-finals and uh, yeah to be kicked out in the first round is a big uh, disappointment for us and we can't get relegated so because of our stadium so uh, in German football you need a certain uh, standard and uh, our stadium which is one of the oldest in Germany uh, it doesn't fit to, to the standards of uh, certain people so um, we can't get relegated even though Uh, we are always like uh, one of the uh, top teams. This year quite huge disadvantage because of the finances. If you don't have the finances in our league, you can't um, you can't uh, promote to the higher league. And, uh, yeah, we, there were there were several teams who didn't uh, finish the season at the first place, but. Fifth, I think, yeah. Norderstedt. Yeah. They were fifth, and they got relegated. Just the fifth place, and they had the finances, so they got promoted. I'm joined by Julian as well now. Uh, yes. Uh, Julian, you played in the supporters' match this morning? Uh, yes, I did. Uh, so for about uh, 10, 20 minutes. So after my old injury, I uh, came back, and uh, well, then I had to slow down. Uh, but uh, well, it was fun anyway. Yeah. So what, what is it about this relationship between Dalich and Altona that keeps you guys coming back? Uh, well, it's uh, just, just a sympathy uh, for, the, for, for the guys here. So um, uh, we agreed uh, to make, a, to make a, um, a fan exhibition game in 2012. Didn't even know about uh, uh, them. We didn't even know about uh, uh, the game in 1925. Uh, And um, that uh, we found out uh, coincidentally that they pl already played against each other. But uh, well, they came over and it was really fun. It was really nice uh, 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 people, and we were at the uh, Altona um, league game, oh, no, um, exhibition game after after that. And uh, well, they were celebrating with us. They were cheering with us. It was uh, so nice. Uh, so we said. We may we make a, a counterpart a visit uh, next 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 year and uh, really uh, got a bus of 50 people over over here uh, have uh, emptied all all beer cans and uh, well <laughs> and nevertheless I think uh, we have a, a nearly similar political background so there are some guys who are saying okay uh, politics don't belong to uh, into the stadium. But I think otherwise, uh, I think politics are really important. It's, it's, uh, it's really important to show who you are, what you're thinking about, and that you're against any kind of uh, discrimination. So you mentioned the game in 1925, and there's talk of another game perhaps happening next year in 2015. Uh, what are your expectations about that? How many people come? Well, we are really excited about that, and uh, so you sh uh, originally they, pl they planned uh, to make it on the 125th anniversary of uh, both clubs, but they can't wait uh, five year for, year for another year, so 
probably uh, they will be starting it uh, next year and our our uh, um, uh, club manager will uh, come over next next week uh, to Dalic, uh, probably uh, to make any arrangements. You can get a Forward the Hamlet t-shirt from forwardthehamlet.spreadshirt.co.uk. Tweet at us at forwardhamlet or send us an email, forwardthehamlet at gmail.com. Uh, before we go, I've got an update on what's Harry Ottaway eating in the stands. You'll remember last time it was a healthy sushi at the Hampton and Richmond game, he was seen eating Malwam Happy Fruities. Forward the Hamlet is on the Holdfast Network.